Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me for Life Over Coffee. I am Rick Thomas, and I'm glad that you are here. This is our third drop this week as far as episodes are concerned. Thank you so much for tuning in to this network. For those of you who listen to Your Daily Drive, I mentioned in the last episode that I want you to come here and make sure you subscribe because we're only doing one Your Daily Drive a week. We have dropped back from three a week to one so that we can ramp up our Life Over Coffee podcast series. We've been doing one Life Over Coffee a week, and we will do more than that. I haven't figured out the pace yet. This week's been three, but that probably will not be the pace. We will do them as needed. I will continue to drop one every Monday, but then there will be other times as well. I know some of you like consistency, and I do too, and so maybe I can figure out an actual pace. But we are evolving, we're changing so many things, and we will eventually find a schedule and a pace for this Life Over Coffee series. Again, if you haven't subscribed on the platform in which you listen to this podcast, please do. And if you don't mind, uh, please write us a five, give us a five-star review and, and write a nice note uh, about our podcast on that platform, and it will help us in an algorithmic way so that we can reach more people. This is episode 270. You can find the show notes on, under our podcast link on our website. I've been thinking about this for a long while now. Been It's been in the muse chamber for a few weeks, and I finally put out, wrote out the show notes this morning, and then now I am doing the podcast. The title of the episode is Non-Traditional Ways to Mobilize to Make a Difference. Let me explain what I mean by that title. We live in three worlds today. Or maybe maybe a better way to say it is that there are three cultures. Now, I know that the primary demographic that listens to our podcast, watches our videos, read our articles, is the Christian culture. And so that's one of the worlds that we live in, the Christian culture. You could say that the Christian culture is a, a subset of a larger culture. Now, the larger culture divides in half, or I'm going to divide it in half for the sake of this podcast. And so this larger culture, you can think of it like a foundation, and the Christian culture sits on top of this larger culture, and the larger culture is divided in half. One half, uh, some are conservatives, generally speaking. And then the other, which may be Christians and may not be Christians, it's a, it's a mixture. But generally speaking, it is a conservative culture. That's half of the foundation upon which the Christian culture sits. And then the other half is a group of people, a demographic, who is against traditional conservative values. And so in this episode, I'm going to challenge you. Now, for some of you, this is going to be hard. Others of you are going to say, it's about time, and then everybody else is going to be somewhere in the middle. But what I want to do is I want to challenge you, individual listener, to make some practical decisions about your alliances so that you can maintain a vibrant Christian impact on our culture and around our world. In my view, you can no longer be passive about cultural dynamics. We can't just live in our 
small subset Christian bubble that sits on top of this foundation that is divided. Now, I know in America, I realize that our podcast goes around the globe and it's different in different countries, but in America, it is pretty much equally, it's like 49.5% are conservative and 49.5% are are not conservative or liberal. And also, the election that we just had, this is November of 2020, the most recent presidential election will support that, as there were a little over 70 million people that voted, generally speaking, conservative, and then there were 70-plus million people who voted non-conservative or for the left wing of our political structure. And so our country, our culture is divided in half, and I I think that's an accurate assessment. And so we live in three worlds. As I mentioned, the Christian world, our world is Christ. We're always carving out a niche to tell folks about Christ, to impact marriages, children, the communities, the church, the workplace, schools, social media, cyberspace, real space. And that's what our ministry has been about for more than 12 years now. We want to take the Christian message around the world. Our particular way of doing it, we believe in the redemptive use of technology, where we use technology redemptively so that we can impact marriages families, children, churches, workplaces, communities, schools, and social media. Well, that's the subset. Now, you do that too. If you are a believer, you have your own niche and your own methodology for reaching your neighbor. Who is your neighbor? You identify that person and you go after them with the Christian message. Well, of course, we sit on top of, in part, a conservative world. There is a group of people who love the conservative aspects of our country. All of these folks are not believers in Christ, but they are believers in freedom. And in that way, I am appealing to you. I really am. I'm appealing to you to connect with and to support some of these folks. They do not align with our Christian values, as in they have been regenerated by the power of the gospel, and that they're walking in the light. But we do have some commonality. We do rub shoulder to shoulder with them. Now, this is the part that's going to be hard for some of the people who are listening to this podcast, because they it may be a conscience issue. And so I do want to be careful you believe in separation, and so if they don't name the name of Christ, if if they are not Christians, and some people are even tighter than that, if they're not Baptistic or Presbyterian or, or whatever, if they are not of our stripe, then I'm not going to associate with them. And I, some of you, that's a conscience issue, and I'm not going to prod or, or try to push you beyond where your conscience is, is guiding you. But I am going to make a soft appeal that you at least give consideration to, to what I am addressing here. I believe that we need to make some alliances with people who do not follow Christ, but they follow values. And the reason for that is, is, is the reason is very, it's obvious on its face. The foundation that we sit upon well, that's going to influence, impact, release us, or 
restrict us from having freedom to share the gospel message. And that's why we, in my view, we have to not only operate within our Christian worldview subset, but we also need to step down into this foundation and start connecting with folks who don't follow our Christ, but yet they can help secure and maintain a cultural structure that will give us the freedom to do what we want to do and the thing that we love to do. And so there are three worlds, the Christian world is the subset, and then underneath this this foundation that's divided in half, the conservative world, but then there's that non-conservative world, the other half. These folks they don't just reject God, but their intent is to censor and and punish those who are against their worldview and their agendas. We call them woke. And I've written about that, and if you want to look in the show notes here for episode 70, I would appeal to you to, to do that so that you can come up to speed with what is happening in part of our culture because... W- we can no longer hide from this. These folks are beholding to intersectionality and identity politics, and either they're in this tug-of-war, this foundational tug-of-war, either they're going to win or the conservative culture is going to win, and I'm appealing to you to mobilize so that you can connect with the conservative culture, the broader base, not just the Christian community, so that we can have an impact. In the past, we did not engage the secular demographic as far as partnering with them. We were mostly spectators to the two cultures, the tug-of-war. Some believers do not believe we should engage in cultural matters. I understand it. And if your conscience is limiting you, if that's the border of your conscience, I don't want to push you beyond that even though I am giving you a soft challenge to that perspective. Now, I'm thinking of 1 Corinthians chapter 8, where the Jewish people, they were converted to Christianity, God regenerated them, but because of their former associations, they believed that it was wrong to eat meat, even though there was no issue there, biblically speaking. But Paul said that love builds up, uh, that Knowledge can be divisive, it can make us arrogant, it can puff us up and cause problems, and so that's why I want to be gentle in what I'm communicating. That's why I call it a soft challenge. Our Christian opportunities sit on top of the culture, regardless of the culture that we call home. Now, I know some countries already make it much harder to evangelize individuals. They make it much harder to share the Christian message while others like America do not. In fact, I would say that America is the freest country in the world. We have more liberties than any other country, but yet we are heading toward these more restrictive countries and cultures, and that's why I'm making this appeal. An appeal. Uh, America has a historical record of freedom of speech, and that's really what it's boiling down to. And this has been the most significant reason that we have had a massive impact on our country and also worldwide. We, send, we have been sending missionaries for hundreds of years now, 
around the world, doing a great work, not just sending missionaries, but also doing other work, like many of you are familiar with digging wells, and where we dig wells around the country, and different around the world, rather. We also work in other areas as far as sex trafficking and concern to help eliminate that. There are so many positive benefits that the Christian community has brought out of America. God has blessed this country, and we all understand that, but there is a restricting, constricting, tightening up process. The people with the loudest voices in the marketplace who actually hold to our conservative ideas or American values, specifically freedom of speech, the things that we love, they might not follow Christ, but They're doing a lot to build and fortify and maintain an America that will permit us to tell others about Christ. I'm going to identify some of these people toward uh, the end of the podcast. I'll not just speak in general terms, but I will give you some specific names because I'm going to ask you to make those alliances with those that you can so that you can stay apprised of what's going on, that you can grow in your conservative worldview and Perhaps with the information that God gives you through Scripture and also through uh, cult- the cultural aspects of what's going on, that you be knowledgeable to where you're able to engage uh, those who differ from us. If we don't come together over our conservative values, we will sabotage our unique Christian values and the ability that we have to share Christ with the world. Now, I realize that we can accomplish much through suffering. If you study the underground church in in China and other places where they are virtually totally restricted, God is doing a, a great work in spite of the suffering, or you may say because of the suffering. And so I am aware that we can accomplish much through suffering. And if our culture begins to mirror the culture, like, say, in China, the gospel will not be vanquished. Uh, The message of Christ will continue to go forth, and it will go forth with great power. But if there is a way to take Christ to the nations without conflict and hardship or unnecessary conflict and unnecessary hardship— In my view, it would be prudent that we should just do what we can to maintain this current privilege that we have, that to some degree we need to fight for our freedoms. Now, because of this cultural crisis, our ministry has shifted to how we're helping folks to live effective lives. I mean, that is our tagline, that is our mission statement, to help people to live effective lives. But as this culture shift is becoming more dynamic and more persuasive and more powerful as we're moving away from the historical Christian culture that America has always been, I have been spending a lot of time in 2020, the year that never ends, thinking about how can we help our brothers and sisters? Because there's a lot of people that are that are writing to us, and they're coming to us, and they're struggling. They are really struggling, and I have to fight 
that myself, as I struggle, as I see our country just going down the toilet, to be honest with you, and so I have to ask myself, I have to ask the Lord, I have to seek counsel, wisdom from my, from my friends. I have to look at what other people are doing and ask myself, you know, this platform that God has given me, what is the most effective way to use it? And I've talked some about this in previous podcasts on Your Daily Drive and this one, this network, Life Over Coffee. And so one of the things, as many of you already, you now know, because some of you have written and you're very grateful for this shift that we are making, we can no longer just produce evergreen content. And so we're producing a hybrid of content now. It's evergreen, meaning it speaks relevantly to all matters of life and godliness, whether it's today or 100 years from now. These are everlasting truths. But we're not only generating evergreen content that will stand forever, but we're also uh, speaking to time-dated current event issues, and so we are producing current event time-dated resources also. The best way to explain this shift is to say we're speaking into current issues with evergreen values, biblical values, universal values that transcend all cultures, all generations, all time. And so we're never going to stop with evergreen values as far as producing those resources, but we are going to add this this new twist to how we do ministry. We're going to take these biblical values and speak into time-dated, relevant, current issues. We're teaching Christians how to think about current problems through a biblical lens. We will continue to speak to our common-to-man problems, But rather than just addressing timeless Adamic struggles, we're speaking into cultural shifts, cultural dynamics. And thank you for those who have written to our ministry and expressed gratitude that we are doing this because you're struggling in real time with some of these cultural issues, and you want a bibliocentric, a Christocentric response to what is happening to you today. Nathan recently wrote in, and he said, Thank you. Please give my thanks to your team. The articles and resources have been life-giving as I make sense of what God is doing right now. Thank you, Nathan. Joe wrote in, said, I want to increase the amount I give monthly. I'm very excited about your ministry. Joe, that's J-O, by the way, a woman. Joe, thank you so much for your excitement and also for your gifting. Tina wrote in recently. She said, I was so impressed with your heart's desire to equip people for counseling and discipling. I'm not able to make the monetary investment at this time to do the Mastermind course. But could you recommend some resources, which I did, we did, that I could do on my own to become better equipped to disciple informally? Thank you so much. Your ministry is amazing. We will be donating to you all and spread the word. May God continue to use you mightily. And so Nathan, Joe, Tina, thank you for these most recent in the last few days that they have come in because they are struggling, they're being challenged with issues that are going on in their lives, and they want real world and they want biblical answers to real world problems. And so we are doing that. I want to share with you just some of the things that we're doing as we're making this slight pivot, or 
It's really an addition. We'll continue to do what we've always done, but we're making this addition. Here's an, a non-exhaustive list of some of the things that we're doing as we evolve our ministry to position ourselves to help folks more, more effectively. Again, not to be redundant, but I do want you to understand this because some people would get nervous that we would shift from what we've always done. No, we will continue to speak to common to man problems. This this is my passion. It will not it will not ever change by the grace of God. And we will speak into current cultural issues from a Christocentric perspective. We have now a big box store, a website in cyberspace and it gives us praise God the liberty to change and to build out Whatever it is that we want to do, I want to get into some of the minutia of that right now. We are redesigning our homepage. We're making a significant change. We've got too much wasted real estate on our home page. Now, I've always known that. The homepage has always been on the list of things to do, but everything's a progression. It costs a lot of money to do what we're doing, and it takes a lot of time. I, I have had 20 email exchanges with our world-class class web developer today, Jonathan Harris. I mean, just to give you an example, I've been talking to India today. I've been talking all over the world. Jonathan doesn't live in India. I think he lives in Ohio, but but we have been all over the world today talking to people who are helping us with our ministry. And so one of the things that's on the list is a complete redesign of our homepage. We're getting there. We're going to be there real soon. We're changing out our forums. We're investing some uh, more money, a lot more money, so that our forums will be more intuitive. We're adding topical study programs. We're changing our mastermind program. I'll devote an entire podcast to why we are doing that. We're increasing our Life Over Coffee production is this episode here, as I've talked about before. We're collaborating with Dr. Daniel Berger so that we can address mental health disorder type issues uh, from a bibliocentric perspective. Daniel's brilliant at that. A couple of folks have asked, would you speak on, one asked, would you speak on autism? Another one asked, would you speak on bipolar? We're going to speak on both of those and a whole lot more too. We're moving all of our resources to our website so that we can own them. Now, I do need to, I, I, I want to Clarify that so that you understand. Some of you, you you follow technology and you get it. Others don't. But there is a lot of censoring that's taken place in big tech. And so YouTube will censor you. Basically what it means is like you take a garden hose and then you just bend it to where the water doesn't go through. That's basically what YouTube is doing to a lot of folks. Twitter is doing that. We have deleted all of our tweets on Twitter, for example. We have moved over to Parler, another secular platform, but yet they allow you uh, to have freedom of speech, and so they don't censor you, and so that's why we have done that. But moving our videos from YouTube to our website, well, we're doing that. We've moved over 250 over to our website because we don't want to be beholden to YouTube. If they if they kink the hose and restrict, then our resources will not go out. And that is why one of the main reasons we spent 30 plus thousand dollars to build a website where we can own the platform. We are not going to be a sharecropping community by the grace of God 
meaning that we are on platforms where they can shut us down, demonetize us, deplatform us, and so we've had to build this structure. I saw this coming a long time ago, and that's why we have been investing many years ago to get to this point. It's why I'm so excited about where we are. Now, these things that I've just mentioned, they are just a few of the things that we're doing. We have more rollouts coming. There are more changes that are coming. As I said, our website has no ceiling virtually, and it has no walls, and so we can continue to customize as we move along. Now, what I want to do, and this is the part that's going to be a little iffy for some of you, but as I roll through this last section, as I wrap up this podcast, I do want you to listen carefully. And again, if your conscience is binding you on some of these issues, be free. Be free. These are just suggestive things. What I'm trying to do is to spur you on to loving good deeds. The word spur there is is, is like the oyster, the, uh, the, the pearl, the it's kind of aggravating, but in a good way. And so I want to provoke you in a good way. I'm going to give you some suggestive ideas, not mandate ideas, but I want to stir up your thinking so that you can you can think how you can make alliances with this greater conservative culture, even though many of them do not name the name of Christ. I do believe that is essential and that we can no longer hide in our Christian silos uh, and just think that we're the silent majority and everything will er, everything will always be okie-dokie in America. I pray to God that you understand that we are not not there now. If 2020 hasn't done anything else, it should have convinced every human in America and mostly around the world that this place is changing. By the way, we've had uh, more than one person write in uh, from other countries who are watching what's going on here, and they are nervous too because they understand the importance of our country. And so our hope is that the Spirit of God will lead you to think one and to act second in ways that will impact you your culture, whether or not these suggestions that I'm going to make are part of what you do. Let me roll through them as we wrap up. Number one, I want you to support our ministry. If you believe in what we are doing, and as we continue to move our resources and everything we have onto our own network, onto our own platform, to where we can maintain more autonomy, more sovereignty over what we do and not be censored by the culture. If you believe what we're doing, then I would appeal to you, if you are able, only if you are able, please, I want you to support our ministry. Secondly, I want you to support a Christian ministry that is penetrating the culture, making a difference. Maybe you don't believe altogether in what we're doing, but you believe in another Christian ministry, then support them. Please support them. If they are making a dent in our culture, jump on their bandwagon and say, I want to help you to continue moving along. For those of you who want to grow in in soul care practices, uh, recently we had Wade right in, and he said, I, I want to jump into your mastermind program. Curtis in Texas just came on board at our mastermind program. Jolene wrote in on a forum. She said, uh, she's tentative about it. We talked about it. I said, come in. The water is fine. She says she's ready to go. And she said, splash. And so uh, she's, uh, that, that, doesn't sound like you're going to put your toe in, Jolene. That sounds like a a cannonball. But come on in. You can splash. 
If you're able to take our mastermind course, I appeal to you to take it. Get yourself equipped in how to do soul care within your community, your sphere of influence. A strong appeal here, do not self-censor yourself. Speak up. Don't be unkind. None of us have to be unkind. Be gracious, but don't apologize for not being whatever folks accuse you of being. When they call you a racist, I'm not. Just don't self-censor yourself. Speak up. Stand up for your beliefs. Do not be afraid of what others think about you. Now, here's some suggestive things, and they're, they're suggestive. It's a way. It's not the way. This is not a mandate, but I'll just say it out loud. Stop watching legacy media. I'm talking about NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, PBS, legacy media, historical legacy media is what we call it, legacy media. Stop watching that. Of fine conservative outlets that are promoting your cause, what you believe in, but they give you that they don't censor the data, but they give you a, a better perspective on it. Stop supporting pro sports, NFL, NBA. Don't give Hollywood. Stop supporting Hollywood. Movies. Following stars. Don't follow the stars. We're not stargazers. Again, these are suggestive. I've actually done these things. I don't watch legacy media. I haven't watched a, a sporting event in almost a year. I haven't watched an NFL game since last uh, since the Super Bowl, and uh, I think I think the addiction is broken now, and I'm way better for it. I just don't follow that nonsense. It's too politically agenda-driven. The NBA, I haven't watched a game in over a year. Support non-legacy media to stay informed and help them build conservative platforms. I have a list of names here. Ben Shapiro, Dennis Prager, Thomas Sowell, Shelby Steele, Candace Owens, Charlie Kirk, Dan Bongino. You can follow some. Some of them are PG-13. Some of them are a little, just a little too blue for me, probably for you too. But find somebody you can support. Let's build those alliances. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.